Welcome listeners to Baby Brain. I'm Samantha Hugelay, your host. And with me today is Maria Bossert. She's an occupational therapist and cranial sacral therapist. Welcome, Maria. Hi, thanks for having me. Could you share a little bit about your connection to perinatal mood and anxiety disorders? So I am a mom. I have a stepdaughter who's 16, and then I have two biological children, a daughter who's eight and a son who's four. And I've experienced postpartum challenges after my daughter was born, which never really had specific identification, but something in the realm of postpartum depression and anxiety, things like that. And then between the birth of my daughter and son, I experienced a miscarriage. And then my son's birth was traumatic with internal bleeding and like a emergency C-section. So I've kind of experienced a lot. I got help with um, my postpartum depression, anxiety, but I would say I didn't see someone who specialized in that area. And at the time it was sort of enough. And I was sort of trying to help myself and find somebody that could, could help me and just kind of went with the person that I found looking back. And as I've continued in my profession to learn about PMADS and postpartum support and all of those things, kind of realizing how someone who does specialize in this area brings a special kind of support that I think is needed in a different lens and a different approach. Were you already an occupational therapist before having kids? I was been an occupational therapist for about 13 years, had my daughter four years into my profession. How was pregnancy and postpartum support Minnesota or its parent postpartum support international involved with your journey? So I wish it would have been involved earlier. I really came to postpartum support Minnesota as a professional after I started uh, my private practice getting connected with the director, Lauren Robbins, and then becoming a member myself. So I've really only been connected professionally. In the years since I had my daughter, I feel like I've both learned myself the different supports that are out there, but also I think there is more now than there was then in an array of um, fields. I think not everyone knows what the role of an occupational therapist is. Can you tell us a little bit about what that role is? Occupational therapy is a profession that can serve pretty much anyone from birth through hospice because we're really, our sort of our core focus is helping people to engage in their main occupations or the, th- the activities and things that give them purpose and are a part of their daily functioning, anything from what we call activities of daily living, with getting dressed in the morning, making food, brushing our teeth, to our hobbies, to our even more vocational work. I've worked mainly in pediatrics and with my experience with pregnancy and PMADS, miscarriage, the variety of experiences that I had and what I really felt like was a lack of support and saw as a pretty big hole in postpartum care, I really got motivated and passionate about becoming an occupational therapist that serves birthing parents and their their babies in those early years. My work now and also as a craniosacral therapist is to really nurture and support the birthing parent during pregnancy to prepare for postpartum 
and then to help support that transition into parenting through postpartum, or at least the early phases of that. And then also to support their children if there's issues and challenges that we're seeing with development. I think people make a general assumption, and me too, prior to learning more about the PMAD type of occupational therapy, that occupational therapy is something you do after you have a car accident or if Mm -hmm. somebody has had a stroke. So can you tell us a little bit about what occupational therapy then looks like in the postpartum time? What might be something somebody does with you as a treatment? What I'm offering right now and what that might look like in how I'm doing it is I offer a package that's sort of mirroring what you get in prenatal. So in your prenatal care, you get a number of very regular check-ins while you're pregnant. And then after you have the baby, you get two check-ins typically, and then that's it. So I'm offering a number of sessions through that first year of postpartum as check-in points to one, know that you just, you have a point of contact. You have somebody that's there to support you. And then two, to get whatever support you need in that phase. Your baby develops and things change so much in that first year and you're learning so quickly how to be a parent and transition to this new life. So it might be in the very early stages is how do I get back to any kind of a routine? I'm not showering regularly or I'm not, I've lost any time for myself to in the area of sort of PMADs, if there's more feelings of anxiety or just not feeling very regulated or grounding, teaching those skills for parents to do on a regular basis to help their nervous system be more grounded, be more regulated, to be able to handle some of those things that can be triggering or feel dysregulating, discussing how to transition back to work or figuring out you know, how do I run errands with a baby or a baby and a toddler in a way that doesn't stress me so much that I just don't even want to do it. So that's a few examples of just some of the things that can come up in that time that change over time as well. So at six weeks, you might be facing some very different things than you might face at six months, but we have an opportunity at those different checkpoints to kind of see how can I support you now? I think we either forget or we don't really know what it's like to have that mom brain when you're sleep deprived. And honestly, it does become, it can become complicated to remember how to put together an easy recipe or how do I get just logistically everything done in a day and packed up and make that deadline of time of getting to work. What, What a wonderful, wonderful support to have. So tell us a little bit about the second portion, the cranial sacral therapy. What is that? Craniosacral therapy is a super lovely modality to support our natural healing mechanisms within our body. Supports the nervous system. It works on a sort of level of functioning, just bringing in some deep relaxation, grounding, even just the work that we do helps kind of reset the nervous system a little bit. We have craniosacral fluid running from our sacrum up our spine into our brain and then back down constantly. And that up and down movement of that liquid is what creates the craniosacral rhythm, which is something you can palpate. That has two jobs. One is to nourish and feed the brain. And the other is to pull away toxins. By working with the body in the way that we do, that's one way that we're addressing the nervous system and sort of giving that process 
sort of a reset and making sure that rhythm is fluid and consistent and, and doing, being, doing its job. Another facet of it is, as I mentioned, we have these natural healing mechanisms. One piece of that is we hold our experiences within our body and our body wants to let that go, but we don't always have the resources in the moment to fully process that. So when we experience something that to us feels traumatic by that, it doesn't have to be something drastic. It can just be, you know, a stressful emotional experience or, you know, a heated conversation that leaves the individual feeling, you know, a sense of intensity or trauma. If we don't have the resources within us to fully process that because we're sleep deprived or because we're really stressed or because um, we're malnourished or whatever it might be, then that gets contained within our body. The craniosacral therapist sort of provides those extra resources. So the body then is able to flush that out and finish that process. So we can, we have the ability to really heal emotional and both physical trauma as well. Um, it's also something that's just really supportive as the body's changing during pregnancy because so much is shifting and there's a lot of symptoms that can become really common for women like sacral iliac pain, low back pain, sacrum being out of alignment, other things with just even our respiration and our organs just all getting pushed up, discomfort and things like that. And so the craniosacral therapy again can help nurture that that body as it's shifting and help things to remain as comfortable as possible. Is that done by exercises or by touch movement that you're performing, or is it something that the patient is doing on their own? Yeah, that's a really great question. A lot of people have no idea what to expect. It's really relaxing. If you can picture massage, I have a massage table. Um, you lie down on the table and you get to just be. So I set up an environment that's relaxing with low lights and music. And, and then I'm sort of working with your body. It's very light touch. We use a very light touch because we're working intimately with our fascia, which is connective tissue that helps our body be fluid, but it also helps our body to have structure and be protected. So the fascia is very sensitive to manipulation. So if our goal is to help things move and be mobile and release, then we come in with really light touch to allow the body to find its way. If we come in too hard, it can actually be more defensive and stiffen up. So I use really light touch and I'm really just there for the body sort of to take over and follow it. It's plan. How can either of these therapies be helpful to somebody who's experiencing that postpartum depression, anxiety, that whole encompassing perinatal mood and anxiety disorder? It can be, I would say the biggest avenue is the nervous system. So the nervous system is really the thing at the heart of, of our functioning, whether it's physical or nutritional or mental or emotional, the nervous system has a part in that. And so when we're supporting the nervous system and giving it the resources to process all of that, then we're able to function better. The fact that sort of nurturing the nervous system and sort of helping it give it resources and widening its bandwidth to handle stressors and big changes, that's a huge, huge help for things like depression and anxiety. It's also very relaxing and very grounding. Most people after a session just comment on how grounded they feel. 
sort of out and all the other stuff. Can you say a little bit about what a new parent might be experiencing that they should reach out for help with OT or the cranial sacral therapy? In my experience, I really felt like you had the baby and then that huge void. The mental health support, which I feel like is getting just so much commonplace or well-known or referred to is a huge piece of it. The other piece of it is a village. There used to be more of community support around birthing people and the whole process. And now I think it's very common for birthing parents to have a baby and then end up feeling isolated or feeling alone or having a struggle, but nowhere to go. And then in comes feelings of like, well, it's just me. And so, and so everybody else can handle this, but I can't. And then, and then insets a lot of these other struggles and out of that can come anxiety and depression or just other challenges outside of just figuring out how to become a new parent and take care of a newborn. And you had mentioned earlier that I think you're right. A lot of people do think of OT as sort of a rehab thing, something you get after, you know, a hip replacement or something like that. This is one area where OT is absolutely missing. A person who has had a C-section, a person who's had a baby, it's perfectly reasonable referral to send for OT and also PT. Pelvic floor therapy is a is a big thing too that I think is missing an automatic referral for somebody that's had a C-section. You can't use your body in the same way that you could. Getting in and out of bed is totally different. You're learning to manage having a baby and all that that entails in those first few weeks. It seems like that's just a sad situation that it's an automatic referral literally for somebody who has a hip replacement and can't use their body the same way. But thinking about having a newborn baby at home that you have to pick up, that you have to bathe, that you have to dress yourself, that you may have other kids at home. And that isn't an automatic referral. Exactly. And I just feel like we're really missing something there because to me, it's so simple. (laughs) It's easy. It's doable in terms of it's not super expensive. There are people out in the world prepared and able to provide that kind of support. And I think birthing parents really don't want to be figuring this out alone and they don't want to feel alone. Especially with your first baby, you don't know what you don't know. And you're just sent out into the abyss when you leave the hospital to figure it out on your own. Exactly. And I think too, especially for people who identify as women and really in that maternal role, there's so much that society tells you about how you need to be in that role. And a a big piece of that is that we should just do it all, that we should just take it all on and we should do it all. And so even if we're struggling, we're really expected to take care of ourselves even then. In the moment where really you shouldn't even be thinking about cooking, you're thinking about how do I continue to cook and how do I make it more efficient? So now you're problem solving on your own about where do I get 30 minute meal recipes or like, how do I meal plan for the next month when really you should just be feeding a baby and sleeping and in bed. Can you tell us a little bit about your private practice? My practice is happy and healthy therapy, serving birthing parents and their babies from conception through the early years. I've talked a little bit about how I serve the birthing parent. Another reason they might come to me would be for their child. We have a system right now that's really set up in terms of pediatric OT for some of the more 
obvious or higher needs situations like children with autism, children with Down syndrome, some of the congenital things and the, the bigger need situations. What I have noticed again, which feels like it's missing or we're not getting it enough attention is children who are typically functioning in all their ways, but parents really struggling with them. They're not sleeping. They're considered colicky. They have reflux. They're not pooping. That's either commonly brushed aside by possibly a pediatrician saying, well, we'll just give it time or they're going to grow out of it or it's not a big deal or that's common. Parent just continues to struggle again on their own sort of without enough resources or what do we really do about this or where is this really coming from? I just am really passionate about helping parents through those issues and those early developmental phases where really keeping an eye on and supporting those developmental milestones because of how much that contributes to really the rest of life. We're getting those, those are the building blocks for everything else to come. I think that those last few statements probably just offered a sigh of relief to a number of parents listening that there might be something that's being overlooked by the pediatrician with colickiness or some GI problems that come up with babies, which impacts their sleep and their eating, thus our sleep and our eating and our functioning. Absolutely. Um, And it can be so stressful things that as parents, we tend to take on as like, it's something I've done, or it's something I've not done, or something's wrong with my baby. And it can be really none of those things. And just with the right support, we can figure out how to move through that. And sometimes with craniosacral therapy, it's about getting those restrictions or things that can happen in utero or the birth process to lengthen, mobilize, and now baby can have bowel movements without discomfort or without constipation. I would suspect other people have this question because it comes up in my mind. If there's a referral, let's take, for example, the GI problems with baby or colicky, Mm -hmm. and that referral comes to you, what does that treatment protocol look like? Birth to three, I start with an assessment, which gives me the chance to collect really a good detailed picture. And then from there, I offer three different plans. Each one includes 10 sessions from something like, you know, email communication and a home program to a home visit. If coming to me in person is not enough, if things aren't translating, parents are having a harder time getting things in at home or want some support with how to set up their environment at home to really, or just get more out of what they're doing on their own time. I can do that. Then I also offer sort of more support in terms of consultation. So there's options for me to consult with like a daycare provider, for example, or another caregiver, maybe it's a family member or a nanny or something like that, or to consult with another professional that maybe they're seeing if it's a speech therapist or a lactation consultant. Can you say a little bit more about the specific therapies that you would be doing with, again, that example, maybe of the colicky baby? I really like to marry together the OT and the craniosacral pieces. So the craniosacral piece, again, is really that body work and helping the, that baby physically access and function the way that they're supposed to. And then the OT piece is a combination of identifying 
the motor skills or perhaps sensory things that could use support in terms of further development. And then also a lot of environmental use and adaptations. It's really a lot of games with baby, providing opportunities for them to activate their own body using myself, parents, objects, the room to create interest, to give them the opportunity to move in a different way. If somebody were interested in your services, how would they get connected to you? Find me on my website. It's possible to be referred by somebody else that they're seeing, a midwife, a chiropractor, a lactation consultant, something like that. But if a family's interested, they can just come to my website, which is happyandhealthytherapy.com. I offer a free consultation call. You mentioned some packages. Are the services available for private pay or a fee? Can you describe that? I take private pay, which I can take any form of payment. I also am able to accept health savings accounts, which is really nice. And then I offer a scholarship. I sort of have a little scholarship program that is very accessible. For more information about Maria, the services she offers, and connection to her website, see the description of the podcast below.